Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. Suddenly, I was reporting in to an interim CEO that I really had no rapport and relationship with. And that's when things became hell on wheels. I mean, every day, passive aggressive, not including me in conversations, ignoring me. I was the only other woman in the C-suite with her. She would never say hello to me at meetings. She'd walk by me as if I wasn't at the table. You know, I could raise my hand to want to contribute and she just would look beyond me. It was, you know, not following up with requests for reimbursements, for payouts for my team, just this game that would ensue. Mm. And I couldn't win because she was the one holding the pen, you know, with the checkbook at the end. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zong, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zong. I am so excited to bring on my friend, Heather Monahan. Again, she is the, the girl for creating confidence in your life. And we all could use more confidence in our life. Oh my gosh. And plus she is just a good human. I just love her, love her, love her. She is a best-selling author, a top 50 keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker, podcast host, board member of Healthy Linked. Am I saying that right? Healthy Linked? Uh, Health Corporation. Linked. What's that? Health Linked. Health Linked. A corporation, a former C-suite executive in media. She was named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017, a Thrive Global. Uh, uh, the Thrive Global named her a limit-breaking female founder in 2018. After an unexpected termination, Heather wrote and self-published her first book, Confidence Creator. In 2019, Heather launched her podcast, Creating Confidence, which is now a top 25 show on Apple Podcasts, business breaking, business chart weekly. She is absolutely one of the top speakers in the world right now. So I cannot wait to dive into this conversation because she's also overcome some narcissists in her life. So welcome back, Heather. Rebecca, so great to be here. Thanks for having me back on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've not only overcome some narcissists, you've also overcome a lot of situations in your life. I mean, you really, you are a self-made woman, which is one of the things I really, really admire about you too. Well, right back at you. So I admire that same quality in you. It's not always easy, but if success was easy, everybody would have it. That's so true. And 
one of the things I also love about you is that you are not only self-made, but you are also still such a person of heart and such a person of authenticity. Oh, thank you. Well, it was funny because I just had you on my show recently and we were talking about narcissists because I'm so curious, of course, like everyone to learn more, you know, to set myself up for success dealing with narcissists. And when you were explaining the lack of empathy and and lack of understanding that a narcissist has, that was really a point of what I actually felt bad for them. Like I can't imagine not having some kind of empathy for others is crazy to me. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, they, I think they fake it a lot of times, you know, but they don't actually have that feeling. And I, I think, you know, the last time that we spoke, which was, I don't know, a couple of years ago now, I think, I mean, since then, we've actually had the opportunity to hang out in person because we have some friends in common, which is really cool. But the first time that we actually spoke and, and did a podcast swap, was the first time that I think you actually realized that the person who fired you in that whole situation was actually a covert narcissist, right? Yeah, I had, no one had ever articulated it like that to me. I didn't really know the definition of a narcissist. So as we were in real time talking through that situation that occurred for me now, six years ago, you you came to the conclusion live while we were on the show. You said, you know, this woman was a narcissist, Heather. And I had no idea. It was it was shocking to say the least. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more now that you've had a little bit more chance to process that. Tell me more about that situation because I think it would help so many people to hear like how that person was for you at the beginning, how it kind of started unfolding for you, how you felt while it was happening. And, you know, like the whole kind of situation, how it unraveled the whole thing. Sure. So it, I was at that company for 14 years. And and like many people, many people listening, you know, you work with people in a company, you don't necessarily see them every day if you're not reporting into them, right? You don't deal with someone every single day. She was on, she was the CFO of the company on the financial side. I was on the operation side and sales leadership. I was the, I started as um, the VP of sales for the company. So we didn't work together every day. I actually worked for her brother, who was very different personality and persona than, than she had. And when I first started working with her, she was very much an introvert. She was always back at the corporate office, punching numbers into calculators. And, and I didn't see her very much. But over a decade, you know, working with somebody in the same company, situations arose and I definitely am an extrovert. I'm very outgoing. And when there's opportunity for me to reach more people, you know, I'm the first one to raise my hand and go for it. So I'm sure now that I look back, she did not like that along the way, but I was oblivious to it. I just wasn't even noticing. I was doing my job, doing well, getting opportunities. And I'll never forget a few years before I got fired, I started seeing a huge change in her. She started dressing differently. I remember she got breast implants. She started wearing her hair differently. She started showing up at events, um, getting speaking opportunities. This woman never came out of her shell prior to this. And I saw this 
complete change in her. And I remember one time I went up to her at a cocktail party and I said, I'm so curious as to what's happening with you. you you've evolved so much. Would you mind sharing with me? Like, what are some of the tips and tricks that you're doing to get to this next level? I'm seeing it in real time on the outside. And she smiled at me and nodded and said, I don't know if I ever think of what it is, I'll, I'll let you know. And I remember I left that night feeling badly about myself. And I remember thinking like, oh, Heather, you're so stupid. Why, you know, she's just being herself. You know, why can't you just have growth? Now, here we are years later. She hired a publicist. She hired a professional speaking coach. Like she had a personal shopper. I mean, she had invested so much in herself. She just didn't want to admit it to me, right? Literally down to she was having surgery um, on changing how she looked. But she didn't want to be honest or transparent with me, which left me feeling you know, kind of badly that, oh gosh, I, I'm, you know, I'm just trying, I'm not growing at the level another human being is. It's my fault, whatever. And so that was sort of the beginning of when things went awry with her and I. Little did I know behind the scenes, she was making a play for the CEO position. I had no idea. And I was doing my job, doing a great job during the time. And Suddenly, her father became ill, and unexpectedly, no one thought she would make a play for the interim CEO. She did, and she had been working the board behind the scenes, and she was elected interim CEO. We were all shocked in the operational division because she never had anything to do with us. Her brother, who I was very close to, we were all completely shocked. And so suddenly, I was reporting in to an interim CEO that I really had no rapport and relationship with, and that's when things became hell on wheels. I mean, every day, passive aggressive, not including me in conversations, ignoring me. I was the only other woman in the C-suite with her. She would never say hello to me at meetings. She'd walk by me as if I wasn't at the table. You know, I could raise my hand to want to contribute and she just would look beyond me. It was, you know, not following up with requests for reimbursements, for payouts for my team, just this game that would ensue. Mm. And I couldn't win because she was the one holding the pen, you know, with the checkbook at the end. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden you became a threat, a threat to her. And when you are a threat, you will always be the target. That is for sure. Yeah, right. But everybody else probably thought that she was so nice, thought that she was so great. And and so what happens with people like that is there's always some element of plausible deniability, right? There's yes. no way to tie it back. There's no yeah, way to tie it back. She could always say, oh, Heather misinterpreted what I was saying, or oh, I didn't realize that I didn't notice her. Or it was all these small infringements that were actually really big. Right, right. So you just always, so there's no way that you could actually tell people about it. I mean, that's the thing that I always tell people about covert narcissists, because when you go to tell people about it, they often say, well, that doesn't seem so bad. Well, tough enough is what people would say to me. Tough enough, Heather. Come on, don't be a baby. Since when are you a baby about things? Yeah, yeah. Or, I, you know, it doesn't seem so bad. That seems, oh, it seems like it was probably inadvertent. You know, it seems like, well, they're, they're usually so nice. Maybe they had a bad day. You know, at, at like even now when I go to tell people about the things that the other person was doing, just, they're like, mm, okay, it doesn't seem like so bad, you know, but over time, it just starts to add up, add up, add up. And you just start to, you know, it, you feel like you're going crazy. 
Yes, that's that's the hardest part of it is that you, you feel completely isolated and alone. No one's seeing things the way that you are. And people are telling you that you're wrong. You start doubting yourself and you start doubting your own intuition. And that's when you really lose it. Yeah, especially when it's day in and day out over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it showed up for me and me throwing my back out, losing my hair. I mean, I was having physical issues as a result of this crazy situation. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bestlife to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bestlife. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take 20,000 breaths a day? But according to the EPA, it's two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and it's sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. I know for us and our family, our family has struggled with allergies to dust mites and mold and all sorts of things, and that's why we have loved using an air purifier, and Air Doctor has been amazing for us, and it has captured the attention of media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. And it filters out 99.9% of dangerous contaminants such as allergens and pollen and pet dander and all sorts of bacteria and viruses so that your lungs don't have to. And it's super quiet and much more quiet than other ordinary air purifiers. Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use your promo code, yourbestlife. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value, lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code Your Best Life. Yeah. And, and you just, you, you, you're like, you go to bed at night, you, you're, you're ruminating about it. You're, you, you know, you, you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about it. You know, you just feel sick. You feel sick. 
Oh yeah. And she would do the most invasive things. Like it was Christmas vacation, every, the whole world's off and my phone would ring and you would know that you had to pick up the call if she was calling you. And so it was the night before Christmas and I have to pick up the call and just be lambasted about, you know, that we're missing earnings or something that could have absolutely waited until the next business day, but it was just a, a way to torture me and show me that she had control over me. Mm, yeah. So how did you manage it? How did you manage it on a date? And how, first of all, how long did that part last? About a year and a half. A year and a half. And you know, a year and a half doesn't sound that long to people who might be listening. I know for me, like my situation was like, it was only like a year, but that it, it just, it seemed like so long. It seemed it seems like forever when you're in it. Forever. I mean, it, it's just awful. And so how did you manage it on a day-to-day basis when you were dealing with it? I remember that I had gone to her brother, who was my boss. He was the president of the company before she was elevated. And so I had expressed you know, my upset, explain the situation. He kind of said that, you know, toughen up, just, you know, figure it out, play nice in the sandbox. It's not that bad. And I knew that I, I was not doing well. So I thought, okay, how can I get her to like me? Maybe that will improve it. So I started dimming my light. I, I, I thought if she sees me as a threat, I'll take a step back. I'll become a B-rate version of me. I'll, I'll dial down my personality. I'll dress differently. I'll behave differently. And I really, what I did was I chipped away at my confidence and I, and I suddenly was filled with self-doubt. I was second guessing everything I was doing. And I, I became a B-rate version of myself in hopes that it would make her feel better about her. Mm. Oh, that is so good that you're saying these things. I mean, so good that you're saying these things. I mean, not good that you did that, but that you're sharing this and and being so raw and authentic about this. Because I think so many people feel the same way. Like if I could just do this, maybe it'll make it better, you know, or if I could just maybe be better, it'll make it better. You know, maybe it'll, she'll see that I'm better, you know, and, and that will make her better. I, I think yeah, that but is spoiler alert. It doesn't work because I did it for oh. a, a, an extended period of time and it backfired. She gained power from that because I had shrunk back and mm-hmm. she took, she took more space. She became louder. She became bigger. She became stronger. And I was doubting myself more and more and just kept shrinking. It, it was a, terrible strategy that I had implemented. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is so good. So good that you are talking about this. Oh, so good. And I think what happens a lot of times for people is like the smaller you become, the more they hate you, the more they they feel like disgusted by you. And I think a lot of times, you know, for other people, and I, I don't know that this would have happened with you, but I think a lot of times for people, they start to mess up more or they start to make more mistakes or they start to feel, you know, I I know this isn't what happened with me. I know for me, it was just more like I became more and more, for me, I became more and more resentful. I I became more and more like angry or, you know, and it it, it just, the, the situation, because for me, it was more, it was a partnership. It wasn't that kind of a situation, but for me, it was like, I became more and more like, I don't even like this person, you know? And, and so it was less and less, 
of a friendship because I just didn't even like the person anymore. You know, so I, I just started to avoid having to interact with the person. Um, you know, so, so how did it change? Like, how did you shift that dynamic? What, what changed? Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zong. For anyone listening, if you're in a horrible situation with, you know, people bullying, you don't need to stay there. No matter how much you think you might be stuck, there's always a way to get out of it. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life, whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets, and so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to Break Free From Hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. That there's not another you on the planet. And not only that, there never has been another you and there never will be another you. Like, and you know, the chances of those bajillion sperm, like, you know, finding that one egg and and fertilizing that egg is like, so it's, it's like, it's a kind of like a miracle that any of us are here in a lot of ways. So you're totally meant to be here. You are a gift. You are a gift from the universe. Your soul chose to come here and you're meant to be here. And so you have inherent value and that can never be negotiated ever. And now we return to today's show. She fired me. And so, I mean, it really didn't until then you know, I, she was a very smart woman, you know, from a book sense and from what she'd achieved in finance and whatnot. And I just assumed she would never fire me because I was a person driving the revenue for the company. And she, when she was finally announced the official position and title as CEO, permanent CEO, she called her assistant, called me and said, come over for a meeting. I drove three hours for the meeting, walked in and she was all smiles and so excited to see me with a stack of papers and said, well, now that I'm CEO, I don't need a chief revenue officer. So you can sign here and you get a check or you can sign this memo. Instead, one memo said Heather Monaghan's been fired. And the other one was a beautiful love letter, basically saying I was this great employee and wish Heather well, but she's moving on to do different things. And with that one, I would have to sign a non-disparaging agreement you know, about her and the company that I would never speak about what had happened there. And luckily for me, I had been doing a lot of work on myself and had decided I was done with letting this woman bully me. And um, I just... As we had talked about earlier today, brevity is a superpower. I looked right back at her and I said, if you have nothing else to say to me, I'm on my way. I didn't write either one of these memos. I'm not signing either one. And um, goodbye. And I walked up. I stood up with all the grace and class I had within me. I didn't cry. 
And I walked out and I sucked all the power out of that room. And then I got to my car and, and cried for three hours on the way home. <laughs> oh my God, good for you. You didn't sign either one. Oh my God, good for you. I didn't That's sign either amazing. one of them. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. And and so then what happened after that? So then it was interesting because I hadn't heard from anybody. And what I didn't realize is she wanted to keep it quiet. As a new CEO, she didn't want the world knowing she had let go of her CRO. And so I put a post up on social media and said, I've just been fired. If I've ever done anything to help you, I need to hear from you now. That post went viral because back then, six years ago, people weren't sharing that they had been fired. And that post landed me on the Elvis Duran show. And halfway through that show, he said to me, well, obviously you're writing a book, but I wasn't. I hadn't thought about it. But here was this incredible person who was just showing up in my life trying to help me. And I Googled, how do you write a book? And um, that's where my first book, Confidence Creator, came from. Amazing. Um, And everything flowed from there. Yeah. I mean, there was no master plan, but you know, similar to your story, once the narcissist and that nasty person was out of my life, really great things started happening. And again, not in 24 hours, but within the first couple of months, just really great opportunities started showing up. I felt better about myself. You know, I was able to sit down and start writing something that I never thought I would be able to do. It it just, things really started coming together and I started stepping into my purpose and passion. And, and within that first year, I realized this all happened for a reason. And even though it was very hard getting through it, I'm so grateful for it now. Yes. Yeah. Uh. The worst things in our lives end up being the best things in our lives. So So, true. So often, right? Is there anything you would you wish you would have done differently? Oh my gosh, a million things. I wish that I had quit so much. You know, I I would have saved my health, my mental state. I wished I I had the courage and knowing to have quit. You know, years before. However, the other thing on the flip side of being fired was for a while, I was really angry at her and I would Google the stock price and I wanted to watch the stock drop. Like I was fixating my attention around negativity and around her and around them. And it took me about a year before I stopped doing that. And then I just decided, you know, I'm not interested. I'm interested in my future and the people that I'm now running with, working with and, and doing great things with. And then eventually I came to a place of forgiveness. Not that she asked me, I've never seen her again, but just thinking, you know, I forgive her. I can tell that she had a horrible times in her life. And, um, and I have a lot of empathy for that. I do. So, you know, I've just, I, it's been so much better for me, the more I can distance myself from that, not stay attached to that company, to her, to their stock price and let go of it. And, and, you know, focus on the things that I'm doing now for myself. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So do you have any regrets about that situation or that company? 
I mean, I do wish that I had left, you know, earlier because it just it would have been better for me mentally and physically. I, I didn't have to go through that year and a half of hell. Now I realize that was a choice, but at the time it didn't feel like a choice. I used to say, "I have golden handcuffs. I, I can't leave." I would really, you know, say that out loud. I realize now I was choosing to stay in a toxic environment and choosing not to give myself the chance to do something else. So. For anyone listening, if you're in a horrible situation with you know people bullying, you don't need to stay there. No matter how much you think you might be stuck, there's always a way to get out of it. Yeah, I think, and that's such good, it's such a great message. And I, I think a lot of times there's so much power in in the words like leap and the net will appear. You know, like once you make that decision, the universe just lines up for you and things start to happen, you know, but you have to make that decision first. And I know that that's what happened with me. Like all of a sudden, all these opportunities started to appear, but you have to clear that space. You have to clear that energy, but it seems so scary to do that until you actually do that, you know, but I think, um, you you have to come to it on your own time and you can't have regret about that. You know, I mean, it was a lesson for you and it feels scary at the time. And, you know, I always tell people don't have regret, you know, don't feel guilt, don't feel shame, don't feel blame. You know, we do what we do because it feels right in that moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I did not feel like I had a lot of options and I wasn't ready to do it. So it did take getting pushed out to, you know, make that leap, but I'm so grateful it happened. Yeah. I think, you know, God just said, okay, you're not going to make the choice. We're just going to make it for you. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I just think that, you know, you had to be pushed because it was scary. It was a scary thing. It's a scary thing to do. Everything's right? scary until you do it. And then once you do it, you say, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was good. It's not nearly as bad as it was being back there. That's for sure. <laughs> right, exactly. And um, so now you have a different life and you are getting to do things that you're passionate about and you're, you're helping people literally all over the world. And you've gotten to help transform lives literally all over the world. And you're getting to work with some of the most amazing leaders, Tony Robbins and John Maxwell and, you know, incredible people. So did you ever work with a narcissist again? You know, it, it's interesting because I you opened my eyes to this just really very recently in the past couple of years. I'm not an expert like you are, but it's something that I stop myself to try to notice when I feel, hmm, I feel a little different right now. Like, wait a minute, am I being triggered remembering what it was like to work with this other woman? Or, you know, and again, I... I I worked with that woman for 14 years, so I knew her very, very well. It's different when you just meet someone, but I'm certainly pausing to say, wait a minute, what is it about this situation I don't like? And do I want to put myself back in this environment again? But I've also learned I can show up differently. I can create boundaries. I can handle it differently so that I'm treated differently. I don't need to show up as that person that ended up becoming a B-rate version of myself again, nor will I. So you know, I think that I have met some along the way. If I end up working with some for a longer period of time, I will handle it completely different. Mm, yes. And so 
you talk about steps for creating confidence and you've learned so much about that since you've been in that situation. What are some steps that people can take to create confidence, especially for people who don't feel like they have any right now? Oh my gosh. Well, I was with you, right? I definitely was at baseline zero. And that's a great place to start. Weigh in the same way you would go if you were going on a diet, you know, weigh yourself in. Where is my confidence at right now? And you talk about this a lot. Visualize where you want it to be. Give yourself a time frame. I gave myself 30 days when I got fired. I said, okay, I'm at ground zero right now. I have no confidence. And that was a result of attributing my confidence to so many externals my paycheck, my team, my title, the company I worked for. So now I knew I needed to look internally because those are the things people can't take away from you, right? So, you know, your expertise, your personality, your values, your morals, start highlighting those things and feeling proud about them. I created an album on my phone called Fam Love. Anytime I get a nice note where I've helped someone, I store that there. That helps me. Those That reminds me of who I am and the good that I'm doing in the world that I can feel really, really good about, right? Spending time doing things that you love will allow you to feel more confident. If you find yourself going to work punching numbers every day, but your real passion is to draw and in and, and art, you've got to find ways to make time for you to be doing those things you love. That will make you feel better about who you are. Getting rid of more negative people out, out of your world, not only the narcissist, but anybody else that's putting you down or holding you back or is not on your team. There's a lot of people in your circle. Doesn't mean they're in your corner. Get rid of those people from your life. Create boundaries from them. Because at the end of the day, we are talking to ourselves more often than anybody else is speaking to us. And if you have negative people around you, you're going to be running a negative loop too. And that's the easiest one to change, to rewrite, whether you do it through affirmations, through the people that you now choose to expose yourself to, the content that you consume like this show, You know, start choosing better content, better choices, better people, and watch over time. You can really rewrite that narrative and stop that negative self-talk. Oh, so good. So good. I love these um, tips, especially for people who are, you know, feeling like they're in a powerless situation. They're feeling, you know, like, I, I don't know what to do, you know? And, and I know a lot of people are feeling that, you know, is there something that they can do like on a daily basis, you know, to help them? Yeah, affirmations are a great um, strategy and, and tool to use. I write on the bottom of my shoes, I can, I will. My son taught me that. I'll never forget, he was nine years old, brought me a Sharpie and a pair of sneakers at 6.30 in the morning and said, I need you to write on my game shoes today. And I said, why? And he said, because right now I feel confident and I'm psyched up for the game, but we could be at halftime and I could not be playing that well and I might forget who I really am. I want to be able to remember. He said, write on my shoes, I can do all things, right? And he taught me this, that it doesn't matter what age you are. We're all going to need to pick ourselves up at from time to time. Put reminders in your phone, you know, remind yourself what you're capable of, who you are. I leverage past moments of fear or failure and realize I survived those. And, and I use those as more proof that the next thing I'm stepping into is going to go well too, right? Start looking at all you've already overcome, those hard times, to propel you forward to, into even more fear, into that next opportunity. I use that moment of getting fired. I got through that. Oh my gosh, what can't I get through, right? That Those should be positions of strength and confidence for you. And never dim that light within you. The world needs to be a brighter place. And think of it as your mission to be here. Never dim your light in hopes that it's going to make somebody else feel better. Mm, 
so true. So, so true. And, and by the way, we all can shine. We all can shine. Just because somebody else's light is shining doesn't mean that your light can't shine. You know, flowers don't look at each other and go, huh, that flower is really shining bright or, or blooming beautifully. I, that means I can't, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just so silly, right? We all can shine. And, and, and so that's the thing that narcissists don't get. They somehow think that if somebody else shines that they can't and, you know, we all can shine and, and, and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's so true. I'm so grateful now to be around people like you that remind me of that and live that. And it's it's so nice to be in community with people who actually want to elevate and want to see other people shine. Yes. And and that is, you know, the more that you are filling your own cup and filling your own cup internally, the more that you can be in authentic power. And that is the true power against narcissists, right? And, um, and, and so I, I love that you're, you're filling your cup with confidence and filling other people's cups with true confidence, because I think that this is exactly what people, what people need. So your second book, Overcoming Your Villains, addresses the need to remove negative people from your life. Talk about that more. Yeah. AKA the narcissist. So, you know, I definitely, I didn't know that she was the narcissist, but definitely the villains are the narcissist. There's no doubt. But one of the other things I identified in that journey was that I had, they weren't narcissists in my life, but I had some people that when I really took a moment and paused to say, how do I feel when I walk in to meet them versus when I leave? They were energy suckers, energy drainers, people who were giving me disparaging looks, maybe not outwardly rude to me, but they weren't even just neutral to me. It was definitely more of a negative feeling. And because over time, you know, sunk cost fallacy, I had decided that I had invested so much in the relationship that there was nowhere else to go. I slowly, after firing that narcissist from my life, she thought she fired me, I fired her, that I started deciding, you know what, I don't need to be around people that I I walk away from feeling worse, you know, during the day. I'm going to start being fully committed, too busy, whatever, have boundaries, whatever the choice is going to be, you can handle it the way you see fit. But the more you clear those type of people from your life, the more positive people start showing up, the more opportunity starts coming, the more you can start creating, you start thinking in a higher vibe. It just has this ripple effect that's completely changed my life. Oh, 100%. Such good advice. Such good advice. Where can people find out more about you, follow you and and get more of, you know, you, you, your books, everything about you? Well, come listen to the Rebecca episode of Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan because Rebecca was just on. We'd love to have you come listen over there to the podcast. And then I'm at Heather Monahan on all social media. My website's heathermonahan.com. Yes. And it's, it's just M O N A H A N. There's so many different versions of spelling Heather Monahan, but it's exactly as it sounds. So I'm so excited about you and everything about you. So make sure you go follow her, go subscribe to her, go, um, get her books. We're going to have links on everything in all of the show notes. So thank you so much, Heather. I absolutely adore you. I think that you are amazing. So make sure that you go get all of her stuff, check her out. And thank you so much. Right back at you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 